When you're preparing for something, there's very little difference between an imagined experience and the real one. Hi, hope you're well. This is PD at the Art of Self-Development. This podcast is for everyone who's interested in psychology and who wants to develop the most useful people and life skills for yourself and for the people around you. In this episode, we'll be talking about simulation and what it means to us. There are all kinds of simulations, particularly as it is related to personal growth, to our imagination and how we can use it. We use simulations in all kinds of areas, from entertainment to teaching doctors how to do heart surgery. You can learn a lot. You can teach people using simulations. The idea is you create a situation artificially in a computer that is as close to the real deal as possible, that will simulate reality faithfully. And we do that because that is the best way to learn. If there's something we can't do right away, the best thing we can do is to create an analog that is faithful to the real situation in as much detail as we can. Now you have virtual reality training in all kinds of fields, from the most banal to the more professional and technical, or where you wouldn't want to take unnecessary risks. This is why pilots do a lot of hours on simulators. This is why NASA uses virtual reality to teach astronauts how to deal with emergencies on the ISS, where they're weightless, or when flying on a rocket. We can use the same technology to learn at home all kinds of skills. We can use other means that computers give us And we can also use our imagination. Our imagination is a very powerful tool in teaching us, in showing us how to do things, in practicing the things we shouldn't try without rehearsing. Neuroscientists know that there is very little difference in what your brain is doing when you're experiencing a thing and when you're only imagining it. And experiments using brain imaging showed even when there are two people and one is telling the other about an experience and the other person is listening while being connected emotionally, their inner experience and the readouts they get from the machines will be very similar. So imagination in many ways is the next best thing to reality. And we should use it as such. This is why, when there's any feat that I need to do, especially if it's not something I feel perfectly proficient at, or it's just something where I want to improve and continuously develop and hone my skills, which is basically everything, it is a good idea to imagine yourself doing it in the best way you know how to do it. That is, without being nervous, without doubting yourself, just remembering how you did it when you were at your best, 
and even add to the mental experience aspects which you have yet to learn. See yourself performing at your best. We operate on images. If we get scared or if we start doubting ourselves, we have these images of ourselves failing. Our focus becomes negative. This is why using our imagination to focus on the best outcome can allow you to really do even better than you might otherwise even think possible. In most cases, we can do better than we think. We just haven't accessed that ability yet. This exercise is a simple way to do that. In any kind of training, be it real or imaginary, you can practice, you can deal with, play with, all kinds of things going wrong, and then creating plans for how to deal with those, so that in the end you always end up with a positive result. And again, you can go as deep, you can be as thorough in the process as necessary. At NASA, astronauts, before their mission, they prepare for all kinds of contingencies. Essentially, everything that can go wrong in spaceflight needs to be trained for. And it needs to be trained in combinations, where not one but several systems fail independently, or that will snowball affecting each other. Because the more prepared you are, the more comfortable you are in emergencies, the better able you are to deal with them. And realism is really important. Because only if the experience is virtually the same, you are really prepared for the real deal. And we don't really know until it happens. In most of our life situations, we do not need to prepare that much, fortunately. But those of us who make the preparations for the contingencies that might happen, they always come on top. They generally do the best. When you think of a thing that you fear, that makes you uncomfortable, that you haven't prepared for, and you really break the situation down and think of the contingencies, and then you run the worst-case scenario, and really break it down, what might go wrong, and how do you best deal with it, you will find that you can perform much better, and you can easily accept a challenge that other people won't dare accept. In one of the previous episodes, we talked about fear and how useful it can be in showing the way. You can use this tool to identify what to take a look at, and where you can improve. Then, go through the situation in your mind's eye, in detail, and welcome the things that might go wrong, and create a backup plan, a contingency plan. You'll find that just having gone through this will make you feel much more empowered, much more comfortable, and much more willing to go out and dare. Even though any situation is imperfect, and any mental exercise is imperfect, it is the next best thing to a real-life experience, and it can prepare you the best. Just like in a simulator, you can die, quote-unquote, 
in a simulation, in an imaginary situation, and you can learn from it. You can take some knowledge that it would be difficult to obtain without this practice. You can take failure as a learning experience, which you should anyway, but the thing is, with a little bit of mental preparation, you may not even need to fail to begin with. So take a closer look on the areas where you might need to develop. Imagine those situations. Imagine the worst-case scenarios and how you can best deal with them. You might want to do some study for each one of the contingencies and then come up with a plan that covers that particular scenario. And as you put them together, you have a number of tools under your belt that you can rely on to perform at your best in any situation that really matters. You can become more comfortable taking the chances, knowing that you've done your preparation and then you will operate on your current best, not where you were at before you started learning, which really doesn't need to take a lot of time. Anything that we do that is new can be risky. If you imagine the Magellan voyage, the first trip around the Earth, that was a massively risky endeavor. You know, for hundreds and thousands of years before, crossing the Atlantic was unimaginable. It was not an option. Nobody even thought of it as an option. Then when the voyage happened, it was a huge risk. Nobody knew what would happen. Nobody had built big ships to sail that far. And many people died, just like people die in spaceflight. When you're pushing the boundaries, you're doing something new. There will be risk involved. But the better prepared you are, you can mitigate the risk. And over time, with more practice, you can decrease that risk to almost zero. And when you've done that, this is a signal that you need to move on. You need to focus on another activity, on developing another skill, so that you keep learning so that you don't coast too much. Become familiar with that thing that seemed risky at some point, and then move on. Building skills is important for as long as you can draw lessons from that. When you've learned as much as you can learn, or nearly as much, you've lowered the risk. There is another adventure waiting, another opportunity to grow. You're the master and sum total of your thoughts. Your thoughts create pictures which lead to your actions. Your actions create habits. Your habits create who you are. Who you are, in turn, determines what you can do. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of Self-Development. If you got some value out of this episode, or you know someone who might benefit from this podcast, share it with your friends. For questions, suggestions, or insights, write me at pdartofsd at gmail.com. Keep doing your part to create the best possible life for yourself and others, and through what you do, leave the world better 
than you found it.